welcome to the Midlife Film Catch-Up. Every week we watch a different film that was chosen in the preceding week um, by ourselves. I'm Sam, this is Chris. Hi, hi, I'm Chris. Um, we're watching films from every year of our lives. So we started three weeks ago, this is episode four, uh, in 1983 with Local Hero. After that was a film called Repo Man. Uh, last week we watched Lost in America, starring Albert Brooks. And this week we're on to 1986. Yeah. We're uh, rushing through the years. What do, what do you think to this, Chris? Do you, do you feel like your life is flashing before your podcast recordings? Yeah. Um, you say rushing through the years. I say holding back the years. Yes, well, you you would, wouldn't, wouldn't you? You're a big uh, hook, is, hooknailian. I'm a I'm a bit of a hooknailian, yeah. Um, I mean, he gets a lot of flack, but I've always quite liked his output, really. There's a space for it in my life. You know, at some point, someone was playing the album Stars. I think I was on a holiday with someone, and they kept playing that album. You know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna knock him. You kind of like a. Uh... Simply Red Missionary, aren't you? Because you, you bought me the um, uh, Simply Red or Mick Hucknall biography for my for my last birthday. I did, I did. Um, wasn't on my list. It was. No, it it wasn't on my list. You, you know, right. you, you kind of fought, forced it upon me. Some might say. Yeah, some some have um, called me a flag bearer. Yeah, I mean, I gave you um, a copy of Mersey Life magazine as well, with Hucknall on the front. That's true. Yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd forgotten. I forgot my link. Yeah. Yeah. But we're not here to talk about um, about Mick Mick Hucknall this week. Um, it's nineteen eighty six. I've I've no idea what. I mean, I, I could look at the book that he got me and, and find mm. out what Hucknall was doing in nineteen eighty six. But I'm, I'm not going to do that. What I can well, tell well, you is that. Well, Sam, if the podcast goes well, we could be getting Hucknall on. At some that point, that would be that would be incredible. Yeah, I'd like to get Hucknall on around nineteen ninety six. Hucknall, yeah, What's that fairground, fairground. So the start of the decline, basically. You know, very much like a roller coaster. You know, he's got to the top of the Big Dipper. Now he's on the way down, all all downhill from fairground. In nineteen eighty six, um, there was the Chernobyl explosion. Is it an it explosion? Explo- another explosion was uh, meltdown. Space Shuttle Challenger. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the start of mad cow disease. Right, a lot of explosions. Yeah. Yeah, what? yeah. A lot of what? explosions and a lot of uh, debuts for what became cultural landmarks. Interesting, pray tell. So. Um, the Oprah Winfrey Show debuted in 1986, mm. as did Phantom of the Opera. Oof. Lloyd Webber, we talking? We're talking A- ALW. Um, what what do you prefer, The Oprah Winfrey Show or Phantom of the Opera? I'll be honest, I'm I'm not a fan of either, um, and... But and I've never seen the Phantom of the Opera, so I can't really say whether I'm a fan of it. But I'm not a fan of musicals, so I don't think it would be my thing. Uh, right, you're a you're a, you're a musical 
Denier, I didn't, didn't realize. No, uh, not Denier. I, I enjoyed Buddy. Um, you and me went to see the Meatloaf musical, and you know, as one of our friends said, he he thought that it was being written by AI. That's kind of yeah. how bad it was, uh, how, how much of a mishmash it was. Yeah, I've I've heard you slagging off um, Battle of Hell, the, mu- the Meatloaf musical, when we've been in uh, in company together. Um, mm. And I've got to say, I'm disappointed. But uh, we'll come back to Meatloaf later because this week we're talking about the film Shadows in Paradise by Aki Kurishmaki. Well, well said, well said. Can I just say before we start, Sam, that um, you know, you know, we started on 1983. Yes. And I was born in 1982. Yes, noted. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, like you say, you said it was a clerical error. I described it as a production pressures error. Um, and 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 as you know, a couple of sessions ago, I said I'm not bitter about it. So that's not a problem. Um, Good. But but I guess there's just a sort of overhanging feeling. Have you seen um, the Wizard of Oz? Um, no, but I am going to see Wicked uh, mm. next week. Oh, okay. Sorry, I, I think I have seen The Wizard of Oz. Okay, well, in, in The Wizard of Oz, there's a character called the Tin Man. Okay. And the Tin Man doesn't have a heart. So I right. I just feel kind of a very, very incredibly subtle, but but um, pervading sense of just an, an incompleteness. Um, and... Which you know sometimes affects my ability to carry out day to day tasks and that and um i guess I guess it'd just be good to for not just us but for us and the listeners to really pin down what happened because it's a bit unclear and and then we can maybe learn from it and move forward, yes, yeah, no I agree, I agree, um so this is the midlife film catch-up isn't it um we wanted to look at a film every year that we've lived Mm -hmm. however we weren't born in the same year were we no um so we started in 1983 i was born in 1984 you were born in 1982 yeah wait are you now saying that you started on purpose in 1983 Uh, i mean i can i can I can trace it back to why we started in 1983. If, if you really want the listeners to have a, a glimpse behind the magician's cloth. Well, in so, a nu- yeah, in a nutshell, the way I see it is you maybe mistakenly thought I was born in 83 and chose the film. And then the day or two days before the recording, I said, I'm born in 1982. We need to watch a different film. Is that correct? That's not correct, no. I think, so originally this podcast was going to be called the Connection Section. Mm-hmm. Wow, we're um, really, really going behind the curtain. Yeah, well, you've, you've, you, this is, you've pushed me to this. Mm. Um, the idea was to watch a film every week like we're doing, but the premise of the pod was to then follow that film with a film that's connected somehow 
and that was it. That was that was the premise mm. of the podcast. Mm. So it was arbitrarily the the film Local Hero was arbitrarily picked, but it turns out that one Local Hero's year of uh, release was exactly forty years ago, which is I think very neat. I think it's also neat that that year is between the year the year between your year of birth and my year of birth. Mm. Um, and uh, and C A B C A B C um, C C. Hopefully that makes you feel better. I mean, this really surprises me because I I've always thought it's been a genuine mistake on your part that you thought maybe I was born in eighty three, uh, but now you're saying it was actually just an editorial decision from the off exactly yeah yeah right okay don't know whether to feel better about that or worse shadows in paradise is Mm. a film by finnish director aki kurishmaki it was released in 1986 Uh, the film follows a bin man by the name of Jikanda, sorry, Nikanda, who, whose um, life is taking a, a, a rocky moment, uh, a rocky road where his, his friend, who a fellow bin man, um, unexpectedly dies of a heart attack, I, I presume. Um, but then he is offered um, some hope when he meets a uh, supermarket checkout girl. Yeah. I'm going to say Ilona. Iona. Yeah, call Ilona. her Ilona, yeah. Let's call it Ilona. Should we call it Ilona? I mean, I, I'm not saying that with any, like, I, like I know her name. I was just agreeing. Uh, and what follows is um, essentially a love story. Hmm. That was a good synopsis, Sam. Thank you. Um, what? Quick thoughts. Quick thoughts. Um, so, you, so you picked this film last week, and you said that it um, it, it it seems like a, a film that would be up my strasser, um, mm. kind of offbeat comedy. Um, I think it's fair to say neither of us really knew a lot about the film or the director. Yeah. Um, I've since dug a little deeper into um, the oeuvre of uh, Aki Kurishmaki um, because this film intrigues me, Chris. Mm. Yeah. Um, But I never want to watch it again. That's interesting. I have watched this film twice now. Wow. Yeah, in one week. Yeah, I, I loved it. Wow. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, well, yeah. I'm, I'm really, even though he, um, Kurish Maki is uh, actually responsible for a fifth of Finnish film output, so you've got a lot. There's a lot to explore here. You've mm-hmm. decided to watch this film twice. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, it cost uh, was it three pound forty nine on, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, I don't know if I'm receiving a per diem for each session we do. From who? So. From the producer. Who's that? 
it, I, I assumed it was you. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, you know, so I, I've, so I watched the same rental twice in a forty-eight hour period because I enjoyed it so much. Mm-hmm. But I can't, I, I can't explore the whole oeuvre without a per diem. No, no, I mean, uh, well, I, I'm not, I'm not trying to shake you down. Yeah. And I, so, so you, you enjoyed this so much that you watched it twice, or did you watch it twice in order to to really take a deep dive for this for this podcast? Uh, both. I, I I watched it second time to get more. There were things that I caught in the first one that I wanted to get a bit more detail on. So that's why. And also, it's only 73 minutes long. And and I was like, yeah, I'm going to watch it again. I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I did actually take a nap in the in the middle of um, yeah. watching this. I paused, I, I paused it, so I haven't, yeah. I haven't missed any anything, but even though it was only seven, 70 minutes long. But yeah... Um, uh, I, I, there's lo- loads about it that I, I really did like. I, it reminded me of um, I'm you know I'm a fan of a Greek Greek mm-hmm. weird wave, um, and I, I don't think you know this isn't as far out as as that, but tonally I think it's very it's got that deadpan tone. Uh, Greek weird wave. You're referring to Lord Yorgos Lanthimos or something. Yeah, Yorgos, and I think I've watched another yeah. one. By a different director as well so yeah really into it yeah. really into Greek weird movie. wave yeah um yeah i mean i i find yorgos's films a bit lacking in they're so clinical and deadpan in their approach that they kind of lack a bit of humanity i'm always left feeling a bit cold by them but this film i thought was really full of humanity and exuberance exuberance yeah yeah Right, okay. So, tell me where you found that exuberance. I think once you're you realise it's completely all deadpan. Uh, so the stuff I liked about it, it was in films you get these big sweeping romantic epics, and I feel like this director was trying to do that in the case of a bin man and a supermarket checkout girl living in the cold mm-hmm. port city of Helsinki. And he, and it was a love story and I loved the purpose that it had. It was shot like, um, film. I want to say a film noir where everyone's smoking and, mm-hmm. um, and there's, you know, there's a real story to this film. And everyone, and I loved the way the main character, I loved all his movements. He was always on the move. He moved his body in really funny ways. He was quite, he could be quite volatile and fight with people. Uh, he could be quite confrontational in his conversations with people. And I thought that was all really funny. I loved weird touches like a random man walks into a room with a really long mullet. Uh, and a cigarette hanging from his mouth and you think who's this guy and then he just sits at a piano and starts playing this really great he's just the piano player in the restaurant i love that mm-hmm. i love that he meets this guy in jail and they become real loyal close friends so much so that nikanda shows up at his house 
and says, I need some money and a clean shirt. And it's without question, without even, without even literally one question, it, it, his mate just goes into the house, breaks his son's piggy bank, <laughs> gives him the money, gets him a clean shirt. And I love the way they became firm friends. And a couple of points during the film, he said, you've got to go out and show this woman a some passion. If you want to be with her right now, take the day off work, I'll cover for you, go and see her. And then the second time, Nikanda's in hospital and he's like, you've got to go and be with her, this woman. I, I love that. So, yeah, so maybe that, that like exuberance and that warmth comes from the fact that it's set against a really cold, bleak, setting isn't it like every his flat is horrible um helsinki I, i'm going to i'm going to go as far as saying that helsinki is a character in his film wow that's great wow i don't know if you've i don't know if anyone said you're, that about you're, t- you're talking about the city being a... i think the city of helsinki is a character in this film yeah say it again i think helsinki the city of Helsinki is a character in in this film, Shadows in wow. Paradise. Yeah, I love that. So, so that sort of magnifies every, every everything, every bit of warmth, every relationship in the film. It kind of you, you feel like um, Nick Andrew is li- living a very um, isolated life. Like his his only friend at the start, um, it seems to be his only friend dies, and then from there. You know, he, he meets these characters that he, he has these like very strange relationships with, like the, the like you said, you, like the young meatloaf character. That, that he reminded me of a young meatloaf, the uh, the prison guy, the guy he meets in yeah. prison. Yeah, yeah, um, he definitely had the heft. Yeah, yeah, and the sort of you know you could, well, heft. Yeah, you can imagine him. Is is a powerful presence, mm, um, a big lovable bear. Mm, yeah, yeah, um, and obviously the um, I, Ilona, she she isn't uh, satisfied with a date that they go on to a a, a bingo, a bingo little bingo yeah, hall. Yeah, great thing. scene. I love that. But brilliant, brilliant scene. So she goes off. She loses her job, and that, that's another great scene when she uh, gets the sack from the supermarket, mm. and her uh, manager describes. Uh, the supermarket is a merciless machine. Yeah, I, I wrote that down. That that was a, a brilliant line. Yeah, um, and he he's a really good character. I think that that um, no, sorry, not him. The um, and then she gets another job at the um, like a more high status um, department store. Yeah, that the manager is, and she she kind of uh, goes off with that manager there and. In that more high-status relationship, they can go to the posh piano bar and uh, restaurant. Um, so yeah, um, I can't remember where I was going. With well, that. I think as it stands, it's basically me persuading you that you liked it secretly, but I don't feel like you did like it that much. No, like I say, I, I don't want to watch that film again. But I, I feel like that film is like a. Um, foundation for for other film you know he, he's kind of putting his marker down he's got a definite style that i really like but i think there's opportunity for him to go bigger with a few things and from what i've read about 
some of his later films. Um, I think I'll enjoy them a bit more. I think they'll be a bit easier on the easier on the palate. Perhaps, but or, or I I I I don't know. I haven't seen any of his other films, but I feel like this film has arrived fully formed, and um, in all sorts of ways. And I feel like I haven't seen his other films, but they might be pretty much in a similar vein of of very low key deadpan, uh, very low key humor. But I loved the story, a quick moving story. As you know, my favorite, my my worst fear is meandering, madcap hijinks, capers in films. And yeah. uh, this this film okay. was a a story well told. And um, just like what I, from it, you can just totally see uh, Wes Anderson's films. Um, just mm-hmm. like um, very minimal dialogue, um, characters with a deadpan delivery in ridiculous situations, or you know, like in what uh, Bottle Bottle Rocket, Wes Anderson's first feature film it's a crime a crime movie a heist movie but it's all delivered in a deadpan way which makes it comedic and uh you know even the 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 cameras the camera movements or the stat or the bits with the static camera they seem to be the same as him so you can kind of see where who this guy's influenced and it has another funny line that i wrote down was um uh, when his friend is going to start a, gar- a garbage truck business, he says that the slogan is going to be "reliable garbage disposal since 1986," and the Nikanda says, "Well, that's that's now, 1986," and the other guy says, "Yeah, well, that that's why it works," and the people will, people will remember it, and then Nikanda says, "Yeah, that's good." Yeah, I I think that was was absolutely brilliant. I love that and. Um... There's, but that didn't that kind of thing didn't happen enough for me. There's like really laugh out loud moments. And I feel like he's got, like I've read a lot of um, quotes from this um, director. He says that. So have you heard the quote that he says about um, being younger and sitting in a bath? Yeah, yeah. What he said when I was young, I would sit in the bath and ideas would come to me, but I'm not young anymore. So now I just sit in the bath. Yeah, so you know, it seems like this is a director who's got a very clear vision and very clear sort of identity for himself and his films, um, and I'm looking forward to seeing how that plays out in his future films. But I, th- I think, and he also said another quote of his is something on the lines of that he realizes that he'll never make a masterpiece, so he just wants to make lots of decent films. Um, and I think that's what this is like. It's it's a decent film, um, but there wasn't enough to, for, you know, for for me to. I I wouldn't go out of my way to like recommend this to people, and I certainly wouldn't watch it twice twice in a week. I I I would implore everyone listening to watch this film, and and I will definitely tell people about it. Um, uh, I think it might have been a bit of false modesty on his part, saying that he can make de- he'll make decent films, but not a masterpiece. Um, uh, I mean, 
there, there's a there's a lot of great things about this film. The cinematography is is beautiful. Uh, I loved. Would you describe it as a as a masterpiece? This film. Um, yeah, I would dis I would describe it as no, I would describe it as an understated masterpiece. Um, okay. Okay, what what films would you describe? Name three masterpieces that you, in your in your eyes are masterpieces. Um I mean that's a tough one because I don't like lists. I mean you've got RoboCop. Yeah, um, made this the same year. I don't know. You've got Barry Lyndon, another comic film by Stanley Kubrick. You've got Napoleon mm. Dynamite. Great film. Yeah, I mean you've you've reeled off three very very different films yeah. there as yeah. your as your three masterpieces. Yeah. yeah. Um, you've got. You know, I, I, I'm I'm not trying to throw shade on uh, mm. this film, Shadows in Paradise. Mm. Um, you know, I, I, I liked, I liked the cut of his jib. I like the cut of its jib. Yeah. I, I love the cut of his and its jib. There's an, he, there's a deadpan. I'm, I'm thankful that there's still people like this in the world. Uh, he mm. sounds like quite an obstinate man, this director. He, he was given an award in 2015, uh, by a Finnish um he was given a finnish award by the alexis kivi society they gave him a, an, an award which is annually given to people who have shown to have a genuine finnish obst- obstinacy and self-will uh and he's he's a guy who's refused to go to a couple of award ceremony ceremonies uh to pick up awards in, in protest mm. at the Iraq War and uh, America's treatment of another film director, immigrants. Uh, yeah, immigrants, and another and an Iranian director who wasn't given a visa for the festival. Mm-hmm. You know, he signed a letter endorsing Jeremy Corbyn. Uh, he 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 was turned down from film school, so he just started doing it himself. He 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 so, sounds like a, just, a interesting guy. Just um, rewinding to the Finnish award for obstinacy. Is it, so is that like a uh, like a national trait of of the Finns obstinacy? Yeah, perhaps because it says in this sentence a genuine Finnish obstinacy. So maybe that's a characteristic Ooh, of those people. And that was that was, and that was really there in this in this film there's obstinate characters and just i'm just thankful that there's people like him who probably never will veer away from the idiosyncrasies of that are in this film you know like people Mm -hmm. smoking sparse dialogue um confront always like little confrontations um i read that the Finnish dialogue that he writes is highly formalized. Um, I think that's right. quite interesting. So he's not he's not writing it in a naturalistic, everyday, conversational way. Um, it's kind of like people are just stood there in the frame saying these funny things to each other, and um, and I, I liked I liked it a lot. 
finishes on a very um, uplifting note, doesn't it? Yeah. The the final scene. So young meatloaf's driving them to the um, ferry terminal, and are they going to ta- Tallinn? Tallinn, right? you know, in a, in Estonia, yeah. Mm, and there, um, and there's this really verbose um, song in the background. So it's quite a sort of big ending for a very, as you say, un- understated film, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and but and and on on that note, the music is very interesting as well. It's kind of half. There's like a lot of set like surf rock in there, isn't it? Got it starts out with jazz for the first twenty minutes. Mm. Uh, you got some really good jazz, then you've got like surf rock. You've got like sort of fifty-ish, blues, blues, blues yeah, blues rock, fifties style rock and roll or rockabilly. I don't know. John Lee Hooker is in there at one point mm-hmm. doing blues, and I I really loved the soundtrack. And just you, you saying about that shot at the end with the ferry, like like mm. in um. In other films, it would be a shot of them sailing off into the sunset, and this right. this was the same, except they were on a ferry. There was no sunset, but still, it was a really long shot of them sailing into the distance. So it's the same, exactly the same sentiment, but done in his own style, being in like under a grey Helsinki sky. The, yeah, under the same grey Helsinki sky. Um, yeah. I'm not gonna. I, I'm yeah. not gonna convince you. Perhaps you possess the same genuine Finnish obstinacy that this director has. But you need to do one of those DNA, send off a kit. Yeah. Well, yeah. I know what you're saying. I've got Scandinavian blood. Do you? Uh, oh, oh, no, I, no. I that, that that's what I'm. That, no, that. that's what I'm saying. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, well, a lot of people from East Yorkshire, um, you know, because of the Vikings, yeah. um, there's a lot of Scando, there's a lot of Scan- Scandinavian. A lot of Scandinoir. Scandinoir. And like my my features, some say, are very, very Nordic. Yeah, uh, yeah I'd say so. Um, yeah, a lot of people. It's all... A lot of people say Yeah, it's, it's clear to me. So, I mean, would you say... That you like Wes Anderson and Jim Jarmunch? Yeah, I do. I, I like um, I, I like both those 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 directors. Yeah, um, but yeah, this this isn't a film that's, that's that's won me over. But I am, I want to like the films of Aki Kurishmaki, mm-hmm. a fellow uh, Scandinavian. Yeah, yeah, and you should. Because really, he, he he's, because really he's set up the foundations for what a, a couple of American directors at least have have carried on and made their own style from. Yeah, but you can you can respect what someone's doing without, um, you know, loving the the the, the products, can't you? Yeah, you know, I respect what like um, Marky Smith. I, I like the yeah, I like I like, yeah, I like the Smith. idea of it of liking him, but mm-hmm. I can't sit through an album of his. Yeah, yeah, Taylor Swift. Yeah, 
maybe not Taylor yeah, Swift. Yeah, I was, uh, I was just, I was just agreeing. I, I don't really know any of their music. Um, but what was I going to say then? It's worth saying as well that this is a, uh, a part of a trilogy, the Proletariat trilogy. Yeah. Um, so whether I'll watch um, what are the other two called, um, Ariel or the Match Factory. Yeah. Girl. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I might go on to like the, he got a lot of um, plaudits for a film that he brought out relatively recently called The Other Side of Hope, which is I think is the one that he refused to go mm-hmm. to uh, an, uh, an awards festival, a film festival because because of America's immigration policy. Um, I, th- I think I'll probably go straight to that. Yeah, um, and another popular one was called Le Havre. Set in France, yeah, and another one that sounds really good. Um, Leningrad Cowboys Go America, yeah, that was meant to be a big one, yeah. So, there's yeah, lots lots to explore. I've got a link here, another link between our lives. Do you remember I um pointed out the um the link between Repo Man and our lives with the the poster in the uh, cafe? Um, yeah, yeah, in episode yeah. two of uh, Midlife Film yeah. Catch Up. Um, so we've been on the same bus as an actor who was in a film by Aki Kurishmaki. What you and I? Yep. On a on a bus. On a bus on the eighty six. Is it the eighty six? I, 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 I know who road? you mean. Um, Margie Clark. Margie Clark. So Margie Clark was in a film called. Okay, so Maggie Clark was in a film called Helsinki Napoli All Night Long. Right. Um, made in nineteen eighty seven and was directed by your friend of mine. Sorry. No real back. It was by his brother, Mika Kurishmaki. Yeah. Okay, okay. So, you know, still good good link. I mean the links go on and on. We talked about the director of Repo Man, Alex Cox. Um I spoke to my partner's brother the other day and he said that he used to see Alex Cox very often in Liverpool Central Library and he used to he used to check out books for him wow so we're very much connected to all these Hollywood elites or world cinema auteurs yeah yeah absolutely in some way or another should we do should we do ratings well so you've told me that you thought the cinematography was very good. Are, are you okay with ratings? Uh, well, you, you, I'm fine for you to do ratings, yeah. yeah. You, what about yourself? No. What? Just that... Reductive. Um, just that I've got some evidence to present. Go on. Uh, first episode. Um, do you want me to present some evidence? Or? <laughs> yeah, go on. Happy for me to present it. Yeah, okay, okay. Uh, ever, ever, so this is Exhibit A from the first episode. I mean, um, at this point, do we want to do we want to um, give each other our... Quick thoughts. Our, our, no. our ratings of the film, what, what we thought of the yeah. film. We, I, I have no idea if you liked it, you have no idea if I liked exactly. it. Exactly, let's dive in. I mean, um, at this point... So... Uh, that's um, that's exhibit A. 
So okay, in in my defence, uh, I meant let's 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 rate the film as in let's tell each other if we thought it was good or not. Not numerical right. numerical ratings is where I've got a an issue. Right, right. Cinematography, I would give it nine point five. Wow, that's high. Nine point five. Yeah, like uh, you know, orange and blue. Orangey, yellow, and blue, those two colours were throughout. I think they're throughout all his films. Uh, just really, really wonderfully shot. Shot on um, a 35mm camera that uh, Ingar Bergman owned previously. Wow, good, I mean, good fact. Yeah, good good fact there. Um, loved cinematography. Uh, value for money, £3.49. I'd give that 10 out of 10. Um, story, I would give it 8.5 out of 10. And yeah. What about yourself? Well, I think if value for, so cinematography, um, impressive, um, very atmospheric. I I found it very like claustrophobic, wasn't it? It really, uh, it really gave you it was kind of going a little bit out of Helsinki, then you come back to Helsinki. It really did. I'd say that it created a character out of the city of Helsinki. Well, that's great, that. Six. Um, value for money, <laughs> considering... You could, you, that character out of Helsinki thing, you could say that on a programme, like on the Culture Show or something. What's the one where they review things on Channel Yen- 2 Yentob. late at night? Yeah, you could Yentob. say it to Yentob. That would impress yeah. Yentob, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, okay. Impressive equals six, then. Okay, Cinematography, yeah. that's what and you said. Value for money, considering for the same price, you could get a film twice as long with five times as many locations, six times as many cast members, and probably at least... Five times more laughs. Who, who's about numbers now? I mean, uh, well, you, you drove me yeah. to this. You drove me to this. Right. Um, okay. The Severed Alliance. Four. Four. Four for value for money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, let. I mean, that bit where he took the money box back into the supermarket basement, and it was like a mini. Un, if, it, you just got to realize how under, once you're cottoned on to how understated it all is. That was like a mini heist in reverse, where he was returning the money to supermarket basement, all shot on a steady cam. And you know, if you look at like the prison escape from uh, the Grand Budapest Hotel or something, mm-hmm. uh, Wes Anderson, it, it's got that written all over it. So that's why I'm just upset that you don't like it. I, I've not upset, that upset, I like it. upset. Okay, disappointed. Mm-hmm. Um, but we we always ask each other two questions on this uh, podcast. Yeah. Um, first question: yeah. What would you do if you were the protagonist in this film? Right. Um. So what have we got here? We've got a down on his luck uh, bin man in in um, 
living a, a quite squalid life uh, in Helsinki. Um, yeah. His friend presents with him a business idea. Uh, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, his friend passes away. Um, he's taking English lessons. Um, so he's, he's down on his luck. He's uh, living a bit of a squalid lifestyle. He's taking um, English lessons. And another great thing about this film, he's doing English lessons. Liverpool gets a mention. Yeah, that's in true, English yeah. lessons, um, yeah. and and at the end of the film, he's in an English lesson, and this, this, it's like a language class where they're all wearing headsets with these tape recorders and they're doing like, rote learning where they just repeat mm-hmm. stuff back, and they have to translate stuff, and then at the end. There was this big long bit of English. Can I read it out? I, I was trying to um, get hold of this myself. Yeah, it took me a long time to transcribe it. So he's listening to his headphones, Language Lab, and there, a voice says, "At one time or another, I probably considered it for most of its various angles, including the one that certain injuries or imperfections are a subject of merriment, while remaining quite serious for the person possessing them." It's funny, it's very funny, and it's a lot of fun too, to be in love. Do you think so? And that speech plays in English, and he repeats it back flawlessly in Mm -hmm. Finnish. Mm. And that's just a great nod to his strength of character and determination that he's carried on with, and obstinacy, that he's carrying on with his classes, but that his obstinacy pays off because he's able to repeat a really it'd be hard you'd be hard pressed to remember that even in your even in english Mm. and he repeats it back in finnish it's great and i googled what it was from Mm. it's it's also a great bit in the film because by the second time he repeats it back he he walks out because he's because it mentions love and the joy of being in love Mm -hmm. and he's not he's been pied off at that point. Um, yeah, it's written by Ernest Hemingway. It's from the book, um, his first novel, which was called... So Hemingway, an author, sort of noted for his sparse, um, kind of measured use of language. Yeah, exactly. And the, the novel was called The Sun Also Rises. And the character yeah. who says that this character who says that line has become impotent from a war a, a war wound that he suffered has made him um whether physically or psychologically as i don't know has caused him to be sexually impotent and a you know quite a fitting bit for that scene because the war of love the war of love and he's 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 become impotent he's full of impotent rage and you know, and he's not with her at that point. Yeah, wow. And, and you know, I thought that was a great, a great bit also. It is. It is. No arguments from me there. No arguments. Okay. 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 Me. 
Um, but if I was Nakanda, I think what I'd try and do is maybe, you know, his friend had a good idea. He wanted to set up an independent um, trash yeah. uh, disposal mm, company. Interesting. Yeah. Um, and maybe I'd utilize my English on a side. So I'd set up the business dis- despite maybe get um, Young Meatloaf involved, maybe um, mm-hmm. uh, utilize the, my, my really good English as well in some way. I don't know how you do that in a trash business in Helsinki. How would you grow the business? Um, well, you know, I'd go to the suburbs of Helsinki. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'd um, try and set up a sister company in in the UK with my uh, with my English. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it? Do we have independent rubbish uh, companies here? We do. We do. We do. Yeah. Um, we do, but I think they're more they dispose of st- stuff for businesses more. Maybe. Yeah. Would um, you and- Would you implement a four day working week? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I think um, for me, it's about productivity. It's not about hmm. st- stamping a clock. Um, and I'd also probably get a pin, uh, a ping pong table in the, right. in the office for morale. Yeah, that's a that's a good idea because um, things like ping pong tables, free yoga classes for employees, Xbox. Um, mental health, first aid training, Xbox, all mm-hmm. these things. Um, hackathons we up all night hacking together you could implement them yeah yeah so you know it it would be it would be really trailing a blit trailing a blaze for yeah rubbish uh companies internationally yeah you would be trailblazing does this fit does this align with your punk values um yeah because there's a recycling arm to it right yeah yeah you, and, you mean um, that they they used old fabric when they made yeah, clothes safety and stuff bins. Safety safety bins. so if any yeah, of my yeah. rubbish uh people because it won't just be rubbish men either it'd be i'd have um all genders great love that um if they found things like safety pins yeah tartan yeah uh set set it aside and put it to a to an upcycling day once a month yeah 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 on the on people's day off so it doesn't interfere with working hours yeah get them in and that would be get, the film that's that's interesting that's good that would be the film um yeah. yeah lovely so it would be less about oh i'm stuck in helsinki it'd be more about from helsinki to the world via rubbish mm. And that's what mm. I'd probably call it as well. That's what I'd probably mm. call the film. Slogan. Slogan. Okay, film. Yeah. Lovely. Good. Um, I'd probably... Mm, where are we? Helsinki. I'd probably visit the Market Square. Go. I'd, I'd, I've always wanted to go to the... It's called the Lina Mackey, which is an amusement park uh, established there in 1950. It's got... Um, it's got like a a kind of a thing like the it's like the Radio City Tower in Liverpool. You sit at, but you sit on the bottom, and then it shoots up to the top of a pole and then shoots back down again. Um, oh. I'd love to go on that. 
Uh, yeah, I'd love to go to the um, Uspenki Cathedral. Maybe while I'm there, try out some some Finnish dishes, like um, Finnish rye breads or salmon soup, sautéed reindeer, Smoked stuff fish. like that. Yeah, Smoked yeah. Fish. I think they eat a lot of that kind of thing. Yeah, so that'd okay. Be great. Well, we've we've uh, explored the sort of narrative of the film through what we would do as a characters. Hmm. Um, in an interesting way but now let's explore ourselves as characters in hmm. our lives yeah yeah so what were you up to in 1986 I can't remember I was too young you were, how old were you now um, so I would have been two in December um, but what I thought I'd talk about is um, the neighbours either side of the house that I lived in in 1986 great yeah shoot talk to me Talk to me. Um, so one side, there was a, Mor- a Mormon couple. Wow. Um, Wally Childs and Marie Childs. Wow. Wally Childs was a graphic designer. Yeah. Um, and at the what? other side was Mr. and Mrs. Maddox. Let's just take it back to Wally Childs. What, what graphic design work did he do? Are we talking working for William Morris Agency or are we talking for the local uh, copy copy shop or something? He used to design and print um, Christmas cards that he'd send to uh, everyone in the neighbourhood. He was a hobbyist. Um, and I think he lectured at Hull University. So was his day job lecturing? at the university he had a bald uh, did he have a bald head I think he had a bald head he had a he certainly had a goatee grey goatee Mm. Um, and uh, first thing in the morning you'd say moment well he sounds like he might have been an inspiration for you yes for when you pursued your academic you, you went you went to university in Liverpool yes and I think I'm an Aesthete and aesthete, mm. um, and that's I think that's down to Wally Charles, really. You mean does that does that word mean you live a very stripped down life, free of? Does it not mean that you sort of into how things are designed? And oh, aesthetic. Yeah. Okay. Good. Would you say that's due to his bald head and goatee that made you think he's 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 done something neat there? Well, no, my um, work, the work experience that I did, obviously uh, later than 1986, was at a graphic design agency. Mm, right, yeah, of course. And you're you're a good cartoonist, actually. Thanks. We can we can share one of them online. I've I've got one saved for later episodes. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But go on. Yeah. So that's uh, so that's Mr. and Mrs. Childs. Uh, what were you doing in 1986? What about the Maddox? Oh, sorry, Maddox. Uh, Maddox. Um, so me and my friend Nick would play a game called Maddox Moon. Okay. What What would you do? Um. So you'd you'd get on to a high surface and then you'd sing the Button Moon theme tune. <laughs> but instead mm-hmm. of Button Moon, it'd be Maddox Moon. And then he'd jump onto a skateboard. This is outdoors near their house? Yeah. And there'd be you... a full moon. 
in the in the sky. Not at, where would it's at night? It's in a, what would you be standing on? Uh, well, we had like a, a like a permanent barbecue structure outside the house. Mm, like so like a like made out of bricks. Made out of bricks, yeah. So we'd be stood on there, and I remember Norm. Well, I say I remember. I asked him about this in the week. Uh, jumped off the barbecue during a, a session in Maddox Noon. Was and, this uh, while he while he was microdosing? No, that didn't start until years years later. I would, okay, yeah. You know, we're we're probably about three, uh, eight two, or nine, or something. Eight or nine, yeah. Ripped his uh, shell suit bottoms. Doing that. Mm-hmm, Maddox Moon, yeah. And he never played it again after that. Don't think so, no. But we've never forgotten the theme tune. We're off to Maddox Moon. We follow Mr. Spoon. Maddox Moon. Maddox Moon. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And what did the Maddox think of all this? Um, I'd be surprised whether they heard it. Were um, co- cognizant of it. Of double, gla- double glazing. Yeah, yeah. Well, my dad worked for uh, Everest Double Glazing. Okay. Did he install their, theirs, do you know? Or did he no. arrange it? No. No. Okay. Too expensive. In- yeah. Yeah. What, Everest? Mm. Yeah, white gold they call it. And Should so I... last, so last, last week you told us about um, Ben Cowley, Ben Dan Cowden, Ca- Dan Cowdy, Ben D- Dan Cowdy, who you pushed yeah. in, may or may not have pushed into a pond. Yeah. Um, so I mean, we're, we're racing on here. You were born in eighty two. Mm-hmm. You you're four years old. Yeah, I'm four years Any old. So... Memories. Well, yeah, this is where things... So this is quite a big year. So um, my parents split up. Um, They'd been... mm, Can I call my dad an infidel? What what I want to say is there was infidelity. There was infidelity. But I don't want you to think that was on the part of my Mm -hmm. mum. I don't know if that's the right word, sorry. Um, and he, and, um, so my mum just found out and we, you you didn't know this, uh, we, I didn't know this was the, uh, the, the source of the, right. Yeah. Coupling. Yeah. Um, I'm still friends with the woman that he adulterated with. She's a lovely, lovely woman. Mm Mm-hmm. But anyway, regardless, um, that my mum moved out, mm-hmm. took took me and my brother Mike with her, and we went to stay at my uncle Frank's house, Uncle Frank and Auntie Dot. Right. Uh, okay. Yeah. And we lived with them for three or four months. Um, they lived in Blundell Sands, next right. to Crosby. Mm-hmm. Um, uncle Frank was a, uh, a a ran. He was a builder. And he ran quite a big building firm in Liverpool. Right. Okay. Um, and he lived there with Auntie Dot. We lived there for three or four months. And that was some of the happiest memories, really, living there. Um, yeah. the orange lolly ices in the freezer, constant supply. Um, nice. Ham sandwiches on soft white bread uh, with lurpak butter. And they're always really salty, delicious. Uh, chicken stew or scouse 
and uh, you know they were just uh, they 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 were very good to me and my brother and my mum. Quite quite a controversial character, Uncle Frank. Uh, a few people in our family worked for him, and his nickname at work was the the Ayatollah. Right. <laughs> like a dictator and, um, you know, furious temper, wow. uh, a bully. Some some would describe him as a bully and I, would, I understand that perspective as well. Um, you know, he, was, he could be very mean to some members of family and he could be very nice to others. Luckily, he was very nice to us. Uh, but so is Uncle a... Frank your mum's uncle? He or your is my mum's brother. My mum's my mum my my mum's mum's sister's husband. Right, okay, yeah. Gotcha. My 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 mum's mum passed away early and uh, so Auntie Dot was like a grandma and Uncle Frank was like a second grandpa to mm. to us. And uh very very good memories in that place. And um you know, maybe we should get him on one time. Very, very funny, oh, if, well, if, amazing, yeah. if controversial character. Um, and then we moved into another house, uh, which we stayed in for a long time, in Moorside Close in Crosby, me, my mum, my brother. And um, so really starting to get my first uh, memories here. And I started at a school called um Stanfield School for Girls and oh. it was a good yeah because yeah, you're not a, I mean you don't I you didn't you I don't didn't identify, identify well I've always I it was a school for girls and they started the year I started they started accepting boys oh uh, right okay so uh, big yeah. big sea change there big sea change was uh, yeah was it was a protests or uh, no, I, I well, there was no People sort of happy with pick, the segregation. Or... Yeah, there was no sort of picket line when I used to arrive at school. It was you know pretty pretty much. I, I didn't I didn't know any different apart from when you tell people what school you go to, they'd say that that's a girls' school. So they kept that tight that that name of the school, did they? Yeah, all the time I was there. It was an infant school, and uh, it was a it was a private school. My my mum and dad uh, wanted me to be privately educated. Right. Okay. Wow. Well, that's something I didn't know as well. Yeah, and um, I, I feel I feel bad for them actually. You know, all that money. Well, uh, later on there was no money spent because um, we used to get assisted places, like so kind of like a scholarship, but for people not as clever who don't have the money to pay for it, but. They still want to go to that school, and uh, yeah. So yeah, I feel I just feel a bit bad for them that they spent all that money, because I I'm not a high flying executive. Well, not but, not yet, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, more of a countercultural bon viveur. Let's let's see what happens with this podcast. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, uh, and whereas my brother took the ball and ran with it, he used his education to to go down that path. Um, but nevertheless, that that's where I was in 1986. So, so you, so you don't, so you look back at 1986 as a happy year rather than a 
traumatic here. Is that what you're saying? Or... Yeah, yeah. I don't remember the. I don't remember them splitting up. Obviously, um, but yeah, yeah. I remember having a really great time living in Uncle Frank and Auntie Dot's house because they were really fun people. Brilliant. Yeah. Well, that's that, that's a testament to your mum, Auntie Dot, and Uncle Frank, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. So, and Stanford uh, School for Girls. Uh, Stanfield, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that was where we were at, really. But so next next week we'll be um, going to nineteen eighty seven. Wow. Is that is that right? That's correct. Yeah. Um, so I need to choose a film for us to watch this week to uh, talk about next week. Mm. Uh, I've got a short list. Talk to I've me. Got a short list. Um, so I've never seen a. Uh, I've only ever seen documentaries by the director Werner Herzog. Yeah, great. Um, and there's a there's a film that he made in 1987 called Cobra Verde. I've heard of it. Yeah. It's got um, his. Uh, uh, the you know the, the actor that he worked with quite a lot was he called oh I th- um, Klaus Kinski yeah wow. he's Kinski's in it so there's that one mm-hmm. um, the 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 one that won Cannes that year was under the shadow of sorry under the sun of Satan oh which stars your friend and mine Depardieu oh Gerard Depardieu. wow another controversial character. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And speaking of controversial characters, um, there's a film called Radio Days by Woody Allen. Okay. Right. Yeah. Mm. I, I don't know if we need to stay, stay clear of uh, mm. him. Mm. Um, In a Space. Wow. Which I'm guessing you've seen. Love it. Yeah. Brilliant film. Okay. Um, and then another one that I've picked out, The Belly of an Architect. No. Directed by Philip uh, Peter Greenaway. Oh, the the cook, the thief, his wife, and her lover. Yes, the director yeah, yeah. of that. Yeah, I've seen that one. Oh, yeah, he's meant to be good. Um, art house tastes, art house sensibility. But I don't know what that film yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so, so we'll discount um, the Woody Allen film. Mm-hmm. Um, Under the Sun of Satan. I'm not. Not entirely sure about. I, th- I think I'd like to use this opportunity to open my account of um, Werner Herzog dramatic films and mm. uh, watch Cobra Verde. Mm. Uh, do you want to hear a synopsis of Cobra Verde? Can we hear a synopsis of that and the Jet De- Prado one? Yeah. So, uh, okay, this is Cobra Verde. <clears throat> A fearsome 19th-century bandit, Cobra Verde, cuts a swathe through Brazil until he arrives at the sugar plantation of Don Octavia Coutinho. Not knowing that his new guest is the notorious bandit and impressed by his ruthless ways, Don Octavia hires Cobra Verde to oversee his slaves. Oof. Uh, But when Cobra Verde impregnates Don Octavia's three daughters, the incensed plantation owner exiles the outlaw to Africa where he say no more say no more we've heard enough we, and we don't want spoilers too many spoilers okay okay uh, and what, then, under the sun of Satan under the sun of Satan 
simply one line. Satan tempts Father Dossignon, who is trying to save the soul of a young girl who killed one of her lovers. Depadu, 98 minutes, Maurice Piale. 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 Piale, yeah. You heard of this guy? Piale. No, I was just saying it in a Scouse accent. Uh, I mean, it's it's not really. It's my decision, really, isn't it? So it is. Um, it is. It is. Just thinking about the per diem, the lack of per diem. Mm. Yeah. Um. Okay, so it's going to be Cobra Verdi. Okay. Cobra Verdi. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I I, I might have gone for the, the the under the sun of Satan. Yeah, I sense that. I sense that. Yeah, yeah. But, but, you, but you'll have that opportunity in 1988, won't you? Uh, yeah, yeah, and I and I, I want to see Klaus Kinski in this film. Is he the bandit, or is he the plantation? I assume, I assume so. Yeah. Anyway, I'm looking forward to seeing that. I mean, he was a real troublemaker. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Well, I hope everyone enjoyed this episode of Midlife Film catch up and we'll uh, watch Cobra Verde along with us this week mm-hmm. and um, we'll see you all here you'll hear us next week you'll hear us next week and I've got a little recording to play us out maybe Sam it's about one minute long okay, uh, yeah, it's, a, it's a recording of my brother Uncle Frank and Auntie Dot oh wow uh, from 1986 um I'm going to say this is maybe 1984 because my brother seems a bit young in it, but I can play it out for us. That sounds like a great idea, yeah. Do we have a phrase that can sum up this week's session? Um, I think finish obstinance. So you can say that again? I think finish obstinance. Mm. Your finish obstinance specifically. The obstinance of the Finns. And Sam Turner. And Sam, and Sam Turner, yeah. <laughs> All right, here, here. <laughs> but don't shout. Huh? <laughs> what else? Music. Oh, poor Bloxy. Are you any wolf? Yes, sir, yes, sir. Three bags fell. One for the master on holiday. One for the little boy in the stalley. Sometimes. Around the world, I search for you. She is my own, my turtle dove. She's no girl. For sitting down to tea, she's the only girl a gooner knows. I know she likes me, I know she likes me, because she said so. She is my lily of
Amazing. There you go, me. Wow. Shall I do Maddox Moon? Or? Yeah, please, yeah, please do. Thank you. 